0: This week, we're talking about meditation and mindfulness. And on today's podcast, we're going to talk about a bit of a backlash that has uh, come up against meditation uh, and just some warnings against, you know, buying into this uh, backlash right. because, well, you know, it, There's always a backlash that tends to happen. Anytime there's a movement for anything, there's a backlash that tends to happen that comes out of nowhere uh, or is from some um, um, isolated incident or circumstance, and then it's uh, attempted to be um, generalized to everything else, and so we're going to talk about that today.
1: Right, because this this is the inevitable backlash. You know, mm-hmm. it happens with uh, trends in food. Right. You know, the, this diet and that diet, and then there's a backlash against mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see it um, in all areas. Um, some people think it's it, it's bad that we have, or oh, this is the latest fad. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. meditation is not a fad, right? In the first place, as we said um, earlier in the week, the first uh, records of meditation go back to uh, 1400. BCE. Right. I mean Thousands it's like thousand, four or mm-hmm. five thousand years ago. Uh, so meditation didn't just crop up in the 60s mm-hmm. or 70s and, and didn't appear uh, suddenly appear with the hippies or, mm-hmm. or that sort of thing. We discovered it in the 20th century. Our country discovered meditation mm-hmm. in the 20th century. It existed uh, long before the 20th century. Um, and the at, at issue here is that there are some studies now coming out saying that perhaps um, "We shouldn't workers shouldn't be allowed to meditate. there right. was a, there was a movement that said workers should be able to meditate at work mm-hmm. that, a, mm-hmm. that a short break will make them more productive right or to make them less stressed It uh, will make them better um, uh, better mm-hmm. uh, employees, better better workers. And so the interesting uh, thing about this article is that they're talking about a research study mm-hmm. that was done by mm-hmm. two, professors at business schools. Mm-hmm. One at um, Minnesota University of Minnesota um, mm. and the other at um, Catholic uh, Catholic Lisbon mm-hmm. School of Business and Economics. Yeah. I, uh, the, um, obviously in, in Spain. Okay. Or Portugal. Yeah. Portugal. Okay. Lisbon, right? Portugal. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's Portugal. I don't know. It is. Um, so, anyway, these, these two got together and, and conducted this study. And in the study said, uh, based on our research, we're not sure that uh, managers should allow their employees to, to meditate.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. The results of their study says that, suggests that meditation decreases motivation right. and, uh, and quote, might seem counterproductive to in a workplace setting. Right.
1: Right. Um, And they talk about motivation in this article. Mm -hmm. They discuss motivation. And so what these authors in the article that we've posted this morning, the first point they make is that meditation is not new and it has plenty of research support over time, okay? And they go on to say, um, they go on to take apart three points of the study that these two professors did. The first one is, that um, meditation somehow that that meditate that meditation somehow implies that we should accept things as they are.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. The w- what this critique suggests I- is that in the study conducted um, uh, by those by those researchers, um, they very narrowly. Defined Mm -hmm. everything now when we do research we have to do what we call operational definitions Mm -hmm. So we have to specifically define what it is that we're looking at what we're trying to measure and how we're going to measure those things Mm -hmm. Um, And in doing so the researchers uh, again very narrowly defined uh, mindfulness very narrowly defined um, Motivation Mm -hmm. and some of these other things and yes as you said they're, they're part of their definition for mindfulness is a tendency to accept things the way they are, mm-hmm. which is not which is not what mindfulness is.
1: Right, right. There's no there's nothing about mindfulness or
0: meditation. One could, one could potentially extrapolate right. that from what mindfulness is. Is you know, looking at where things are right mm-hmm. now and and, and seeing uh, sort of um, living in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one could, you know, in, in some. Uh, attempt, I guess, right. could could extrapolate from that, okay, well, so if mm-hmm. you're living in making sure that you are fully aware of what's happening right now, you're accepting things the way that they are at that moment. Right. Mm. Again, it's a, it's a, um, I, I keep thinking of a word that I don't want to use on the podcast <laughs> for how what, what, what's being done today, but it's really taking that and manipulated right. the definition. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, to be in the present doesn't mean you just accept everything. Right. Okay. That, that that's not what it means at all. And it there's so much more to meditation than simply accepting things. It's accepting things without being emotional. Right. It's accepting things without being irrational. Okay, but but it doesn't mean you accept things as they are. Mm-hmm. The second point that they raise is that that motivation that if you, if you meditate to increase motivation, um, which is what they do, in, what they teach in business classes, mm-hmm. you know, you want to increase motivation in your employees, reduce stress, increase motivation, that motivation is somehow tied to discontent. Right. You know, that you're, you're, you're discontented and so therefore you're motivated, which is not accurate either from an evolutionary psychology standpoint. M- motivation is a function of deprivation, not discontent. Right. Um, but also motivation—you can be motivated for positive reasons, Right. not discontent. Right. Okay, and so to define motivation as something that's related only related to discontent right. is to define it too narrowly.
0: Right. right. Uh, interestingly, um, I just completed, and you're probably you you maybe also just completed this chapter, or are just about to do this chapter right. in our uh, mo- the class that we're teaching right. on motivation. And one of the you know. One of the primary forms of motivation is the motivation to achieve. Right, uh, That's yeah. not discontent. That's motivation to be successful, motivation right. to uh, mm-hmm. continue to progress. And right. so, um, yeah, the, the motivation is one um There's a needs-based form of um, motivation that 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 is on our podcast.
1: You know that if you're discontent, if you're unhappy, if you're miserable, that might motivate you. So it might motivate you to action.
0: Right. Sometimes motivation is a is a product of deprivation. Right. That's Um, right. And so there's some discontent that, Mm -hmm. but that's only one type. There's multiple types. Right.
1: And the third critique of the article is that. The training session, the the, um, the not the training session, the meditation session mm-hmm. for each of their subject for each mm-hmm. of their subject uh, study participants was eight to fifteen minutes, a right. single session of eight, single, eight to fifteen. Right. Now, obviously, right, you're not going to get. I mean, I don't know anything that will work. In, in, I don't know anything that will work in eight to fifteen minutes. Right a single session of 8 to 15
0: minutes. Right. It would be very, very difficult. I mean, I
1: could think of some, but the Geneva Convention prohibits <laughs> us from using them. You know, right. So.
0: right. But it, but it, the, the point is, is that, you know, if you're taking individuals who have never used meditation sure. or, or mm-hmm. do not regularly use meditation, mm-hmm. and then you're saying, here, watch this 8 to 15 minute video right. um, uh, or mindfulness meditation that is um, playing on your computer, mm-hmm and then you're using that as a basis for your conclusions, right. ah, there's a lot of problems with that.
1: That's right, that's right. And so, so what the authors of the article we posted um, say that there's, there's three shortcomings in this study, partly mm-hmm. definitional and partly procedural, mm-hmm. okay. Then they go on to talk about what the research, the thousands of research articles that have been written, what they say about this. And before we get into those uh, four advantages, three advantages, um, the authors of this study are Richard Davidson and Daniel Goleman.
0: The, the authors of the article
1: that we're posting um, was by?
0: Was by Richard Davidson and uh, Ariana Huffington. Right.
1: But if you go to the bottom, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a study that was written by Davidson Huffington and throughout the article they quote Goleman and Davidson. Mm-hmm. Richard Davidson is at the University of Wisconsin He's probably one of the leading brain researchers in the world right, right. now. And he's been around for 40 years, 30, 40 years. Right. Okay. He's done some of the groundbreaking research in depression and mm-hmm. brain function. Mm-hmm. So these are guys, and Daniel Goleman wrote about emotional intelligence. He mm-hmm. okay, wrote the book on emotional intelligence. So these are two uh, professionals who really know what they're doing. Right. I mean, we're, we're standing on the shoulders of giants here. And so that's issue number one, is that is that the critique um, was written by people who really know their way around this and what Davidson and Goleman did in their book on this topic is they reviewed 6,000 studies. Right,
0: they wrote a book entitled Altered Traits. Right, um, mm-hmm. that, which, that is, covers this. Mm-hmm. which
1: is which impo- is Altered Traits is really important. Right. I mean, that's the crux of this thing because right. what they say is that if you meditate if you learn to meditate well mm-hmm. and you do it for at least eight weeks and mm-hmm. uh, You will get enduring trait-like changes Mm -hmm. that somehow, and we're not sure how because we haven't been able to articulate that, that repeated meditation will create trait-like changes, obviously, in the brain. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's the first benefit of uh, meditation is that it will create. You and I were talking earlier this morning about Mm -hmm. medication changing the brain. Right. Not the only way to change it. Right, absolutely. Okay. Here's another way mm-hmm. you can change the brain without medication. Absolutely. Um, so that's number one. You get enduring traits, and that was a bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. We knew you would get short-term relief of stress. Mm-hmm. This this more enduring changes in the brain were, I think, unanticipated.
0: Right, right. Because remember the the difference between state and trait. State is at any particular moment, Mm -hmm. you know, what your characteristics are, how you're experiencing your world at that particular moment. Traits are your tendencies to how, how you're, what, what is your tendency to experience the that's world. Right. And so, right. if, you're, if you have state isolated times when you become very agitated right. or angry, if you have trait anger, you are that person who you know, is just sort of, there's always anger just underneath mm-hmm. the surface that's ready to come out at any time. Right. So and if you want to change that, mm-hmm. if
1: you're dissatisfied with right. that, uh, if, you, if you're, you've had a tendency to release that anger mm-hmm. m- more quickly than you like, or that's good for you. Um, this is a technique you can use. You, yes, you can take medication. It's right. one way to do it. Here's another technique, a non-pharmaceutical technique that you mm-hmm. can use that appears to change the brain over uh, long periods of time. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so it, it creates those sti- uh, trait changes. It we we know that it significantly in- increases your ability to focus, to mm-hmm. to relieve stress, to decrease right. anxiety, yeah. to improve your mood. Um, I mean, th- there are a multitude of advantages to um, practicing right. regularly. Practicing meditation,
1: right? Um, at the end of the toward the end of the article, they give sort of testimonials from a number of different companies, and, and you you all recognize the first one. It's Etna, mm-hmm. uh, the insurance company. Uh, there are some others that they mention about the advantages mm-hmm. to their employees, right, of instituting um, regular uh, places mm-hmm. and times where employees are encouraged to use meditation. Right. Okay, So in some offices, some newer offices, they actually have rooms right. that you can go to and, and meditate. Um, but the uh, head, the CEOs of these companies, uh, they mentioned one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Companies are encouraged, encouraging their employees. Yeah. They do meditation, they're encouraging their employees to pick up the practice. Absolutely. I'm gonna change the way I meditate. Yeah. I used to med- we talked yesterday in the podcast that we meditate when we run. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that used to be my form of mm-hmm. meditation. I quit running for some reasons, but I have to find a new way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I'm long overdue. Mm-hmm. So people are advising me that I should do yoga, which is a form of meditation. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Right. One of the ways to meditate. Um, but we're going to talk about that tomorrow. And yeah. throughout the week, we'll talk about what kind of meditation. Is best suited to you, right? Because everybody, everybody should be able to choose their own way to meditate. Right. What works for you, and what you feel, you're not embarrassed to do,
0: right? <coughs> and then Friday we're going to talk about um, some of the popular apps that are available to help you calm with, um, yeah, yeah. It was an app. Did you ever see it? Mm-hmm. Have you done those? And Pacifica, yeah, I like, I like a couple. Of we? those. So we're going to talk about those on Friday. Mm-hmm. You've
1: actually used them,
0: mm-hmm. maybe?
1: Mm-hmm. Should I guess? You know me and apps.
0: All right, that's Abs- it for today. Until next time. I cut myself shaving this morning. Did you notice that? I did notice that.
1: If I had been a straighter, I'd probably have killed myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I don't have any. Practices. When
0: I saw it, I was thinking, why Where'd would you? you? Why would you have your razor up there? But I guess you know, a lot of people have oh. to shave more of their face than I have. to I was shave. in a hurry this morning. Well, I, I never have to shave. I, there's just a couple of places that okay. I have to work so on. So
1: if you so. see, it, it's not jelly on my lip. It's <laughs> I'm still bleeding to death. So All right. I apologize for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All of a sudden, this has turned into a graphic podcast. <laughs> 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 All right, until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid.